Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Do You Want Me to Lie podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, here with longtime friend Christopher. We're going to be speaking about long-term friendship today. Christopher, introduce yourself. Hello, hello. I'm Christopher. So how long have we been friends now? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm bad with years, but sixth grade, right? We were 11 and we are 30. So 19, 19 years, 19 years. buddy. Wow. wow. Yeah. It, like sometimes it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but then if you like, like think about all the experiences, you're like, oh no, shit. We've been friends for a long time. We have. And experiences, seriously, like everything jobs, marriages, kids. Well, yeah. no kids for oh, me, but yeah. I mean, for you. But for me. <laughs> All the things. Okay, do you remember how we met? So the bad friend in me is going to say no, um, but I probably tried to phase out most of sixth grade because it wasn't like super great, but. Okay, don't feel bad because I do not remember like how I met you, right? Like I'm like, I, I remembered you existing in sixth grade, right? Like I remember like kind of what you look like. And I remember that you were in Miss Muriel's class, I think. And like, I remember like certain things about sixth grade, but like, I do not remember like, oh yeah, that was the moment that I met Christopher. Okay. So I feel so much better about that because yes, I was in Muriel's and you were in Miss Angle's class, Mrs. Angle, um, which everyone like misspelled as Mrs. Angel. But yeah. anyway, um, Totally remember thinking like, oh yeah, she's like super nice and like friendly and like gives me that weird side eye sometimes like, hmm, do I like you? What is going on? Um, right. But yeah, no, I, I don't yeah, remember like, like the moment where we're like, we should hang out more. Right. I don't even know if that happened until like junior high. Cause like, I remember you in sixth grade and I remember like, I knew who you were and like, let's be real, Kingman's not that big. So like you knew everybody. And right. like, I remember I didn't have like a negative opinion of you in sixth grade, but like, I don't really remember us starting to like hang out until junior high. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you remember about like me when I was younger? Ooh, um, so I remember you always being the more like adventurous one um, and having like the I cooler stories, of course. I was like, oh, I bet he remembers me as being like wild, right? Like, I'm like, I bet he's like, oh yeah, no, you were wild. You were wild. <laughs> wild child. Yes, yeah. um, definitely. Mm -hmm. So even like now, right? More cautious me, um, but I... I can't even remember if it was in middle school, but like you let me come with you to like a house party or something. And I was just thinking like, man, like these kids are cool. Like I feel like that had off, to be like, high school. Because there Where was no parents? way. I don't even yeah, know. There was no way. There was no way that that was in junior high. I wasn't that cool in junior high. So like that had to be high school. I don't know. That's so funny. See, I always like... Okay, this is what I remember about you. I remember, Chris, you were a nerd. I feel like you know this and this isn't gonna hurt your feelings, but. And 
I always remember thinking, yeah, oh yeah. And I remember thinking he's going to go really far in his life, right? Like, cause you were like the man who always had a plan. Like you were involved in like all the things and like doing all the things. And I was like, oh yeah, he's going to get into college and he's going to go really far with his life. And like, I might end up in prison. <laughs> like, no. and then I remember Christina and I once had a conversation and I want to say it was like eighth grade and Christina was like Christopher got hot and I was like yeah I know like over the summer like so that's what I remember but I finally you. peaked at some point right you're like I, you're glad you had your glow up right like right right mm -hmm. no so um yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like you were you were always like the traveler and the adventurous and you were always talking about like family being in like different areas and going to like see them and you know friends are going out of town, whatever. And I don't know. I I feel like that kind of ties with um, you know, my husband Gary is very adventurous and likes to travel and I feel like um us nerdy, reclusive, cautious people have to like anchor to people like you and Gary that um, want to get out there and see things and do things. Right. I would agree with that. And I noticed that I noticed that Gary and I have very similar personalities when you guys like first started to come see me when I was sick, I was like, Oh, Gary and I are both like really loud and like outgoing and very like we dominate the conversation and we like push things forward. And you are always like, down to go with us right like but i love being the sponge in those situations too because like even if i don't have like input on the conversation it makes me super happy that you two are like having fun banter and talking about right. things and it's enjoyable but, good uh, what would you say some of our funniest moments were? And I feel like we have some really good ones. Uh, so my number one, it's long-term parking. No one's coming. That whole trip. <laughs> that whole trip. The, we've got like three good re like one-liners from that trip. Okay. So audience, that trip, I think I was barely... 16 right like this was like i hadn't been driving super long and i had a like black ford mustang and christopher's brother had to get a, a kidney transplant so his mom had like flown out there and we were having to go pick jan up from the airport in las vegas i am from a small town i do not do big city driving this is like my first like heavy traffic experience right like and so Christopher and I are in Vegas trying to find the airport. Okay, so this is this is our 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 experience. And then in that same day, it was also the time that we, I think we went to a dress shop, and we needed directions. And so you went oh, back. Oh, it was definitely in. a Petco. <laughs> oh, was it a Petco? Okay, it was definitely a Petco. <laughs> Um, and so you went back in to like ask the lady for directions and the lady was like, oh man, I'm glad you didn't ask that guy out there because he's a drug dealer. And we were like, oh, all right. <laughs> 
And then when we did get directions, their directions were, okay, you're going to take this road and you're going to go down here. And if you've hit the strippers, you've gone too far and you need to like turn around and come back. And I remember we drove and we hit the strippers and I was like losing it. I was like, Christopher, it's the strippers. We have gone too far. We've got to turn around. <laughs> yes. Uh. That, was that whole thing. trip was If good. you've hit the strippers, you've gone too far. <laughs> and you need to turn around. And then your mom gets off the airplane. And I remember she was toasted, right? Like, so... Oh, she she definitely had a drink or two. Yeah. And so we, like, get Jan back to the car. And we're, like, heading home. And we are being tailgated down the Hoover Dam. Because they didn't have the fancy bridge at the time. And it was still the Hoover Dam. And we were being tailgated and your mom was like, slam on the brakes, Michelle, slam on the brakes. And so all of a sudden you're like, no. Nah. Yeah, brake check this car, right? Right. And then we get down to the checkpoint and the car that was behind us like points at us and then drives by. And we find out later there is a cop. And Jan is in the back seat yelling at the security guard at the Hoover Dam, being like, no, he was tailgating her the whole time. Like, Oh, shoot, that was funny. Yeah, which had to be pretty comical, like someone yelling at a police officer that a police officer was, like, tailgating us and, like, driving hazardously from the backseat of a Mustang, a two-door Mustang. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> awesome. And, like, sauce, and, like, we're super young and green and probably have a look of panic on our faces, but it was fine. No one got arrested, and we all made it out. And then the when I was writing this podcast, what I thought about was the time that we had gone to homecoming and we were parked at Fireman's Park because that's where Christopher and I parked. We would always go park at Fireman's Park and just sit and like talk about life and like listen to music and like all that stuff. And we were sitting there like we would any other night. And that cop came and made me roll down my window and it was <laughs> the sprinklers were on. And so we're all dressed up super nice and like water is just pouring into my car. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? And he sat there for like a whole minute asking us what we've been up to. And now as an adult, I get it. Right. Because I was like, oh, yeah, it's homecoming night. Right. Like they are on the lookout for people like parking. Right. Like they are like. And I'm like, no, that's not what was happening, but for real. And we got like rained on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I just, uh, I had to mute because I was laughing so hard, but um, yes, that cop. Okay. So one, why do both of our like funniest moments involve the police in some form or fashion? And we weren't even doing anything wrong. I feel like Chris, um, you, but you that wild child, right? Wild child. Okay. You're just along right. for the ride here. This is why we're friends. You were driving in both instances because I did not have a car. You were the friend yeah. that was adventurous and had the car. Yeah, I feel like that's important. And then we listened to the same CD, like both of those experiences. I feel like we listened to the same CD from like seven, I don't know, from 16 to like 18. And we would sit in my car at Fireman's Park and just listen to that same CD over and over and over again. Oh, for sure. It was like the soundtrack of our summer, except multiple summers. Yeah. Right. You made me that CD. And I, if I remember, uh, Trains Drop of, Drops of Jupiter was on that two times. It was on there twice. And I was like, nope, it's good. It's good stuff. 
this is good music right here. That's a, I think I still have that CD too. That's impressive. Yeah. Do you have anything that will play that CD though? It no, that's that, right. That's the thing. I was like, no, cars these days don't even have like CD players. The kids will never understand the struggle of having the 25 pack CD or whatever and having to go through it to find your jams. All right. They're just never going to get that. Not anymore. Not anymore. I love that moment, though, at the park. Um, and that is actually the perfect flow into my bonding moments with you, which is um, Starbucks at the park. Like yeah. some of our best conversations and bonding moments of, you know, discussing life and friendship and, you know, what do I do kind of scenarios was always right. let's go get Starbucks and let's go to the park and chat it out for a couple Bro, hours. And I'm like, I don't even think we like very rarely did we even get out of the car. We literally just parked in my Mustang and sat there and talked about like all the things, and especially because I want to say that was like, like I said, like 16, 17 where like those years are hard years, right? Like everything feels so real because you feel like you're an adult, but you're not really an adult, but yet like there's still consequences to your actions at that age. And I remember just lots of like, I don't know. I feel like those years in the car like built who I am now. Like we had a lot of like really deep conversations in that, that little Mustang. We did. And eventually the Firebird. No, Sunfire. 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 Yeah. Sunfire. Yes. I knew there was fire in there somewhere. Yeah. It was a little red one. Yeah. I didn't get a, yeah, because, a four door uh, that was car probably until I had the child. one time that you put the fear of God into me was I was like sitting there playing with that little spinning air conditioner thing. And you're like, my husband's in jail. And I'm going to tell him that you broke the air vent. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, we missed a funny moment. We missed a funny moment, but that reminded me of it. Okay, so I was dating Paul, and you and I would always go to Dairy Queen. I think it was like every Tuesday, you and I would go to Dairy Queen. So I was like, I think all the people at Dairy Queen assumed that we were dating each other. And then Paul came up to visit, and I was dating Paul, and Paul came with us. And like, we were getting the worst side eye from the Dairy Queen people. Like, the worst. Like, does he know? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they were so confused. Yeah. They're like, why why are they holding hands? What why is this guy the third all of a sudden? That was before they, the days that thruples were acceptable, right? Like right. they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. What what is this? We've been lied to. Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure like a subsequent visit to Dairy Queen, they had asked us about that too. Like they pondered on it for a week or two. Right. And then they were like, so what's up with that? And you're like, no, we're just friends. Like, right. they're like, what? Yep. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we're just good friends. Yeah. We hold hands all the time. You're fine. Mind your business. Like, just mind your business. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. We're not here to explain our friendship to you, Jerry Queen. We're just here to enjoy the atmosphere. The, yeah. We're just here for the banana cream blizzards. pie blizzard. All right. Like, you bastards. Like, I'm so glad that you have documented the banana cream pie blizzard because Gary gets tired of me saying that they don't have it anymore. I feel like Gary doesn't get a way in, right? Because he does not understand our emotional attachment to the banana cream pie blizzard. That's like probably a year and a half of ever. I think it was like Tuesdays or Thursdays or that we would go and get a banana cream pie blizzard from Dairy Queen. 
Yeah. It's just one of those emotional attachment things now. And it was freaking delicious. So it was delicious. And there was no reason for them to get rid of it. They still have all of the ingredients. I know. And if you ask for it, they won't make it for you, which I feel like is crap. Okay. Because if you <laughs> ask Chipotle for anything with the ingredients they've got in it, they'll make it for you. Totes. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Okay. Do you have any particular bonding moment that you remember? Ooh. Yes, but it, it ties into like one of the hardest moments also. Oh, okay. So do, should I share mine first so that then we could share yours and then that's a nice segue into our hardest moments? Let's do it. Okay. Mine was, I don't know if you remember this. My, we went to pick my little brother up in Flagstaff and we ended up like eating in a restaurant and like sitting there and talking and like for some reason that day I was like this person gets me right like we will be friends for the rest of forever and I can't even remember what it was about that trip I just like distinctly remember sitting at this restaurant and like looking at you from across the table and you and I like just talking about life and that was like one of the moments where I was like yeah no we're in this forever, right? Like, I love that. And I do remember that trip. Um, not like a lot of it, surprisingly, but I do remember like going to the restaurant and then like driving through Flagstaff. Mm -hmm. um, it is, isn't it funny though, how like we had such impactful conversations and we were so young and we had no idea what we were even talking about probably <laughs> oh right and well and like we had no ha idea how hard life was about to get right like no freaking idea how hard life was about to be right like it's true uh, yeah, hindsight 2020 all of the you know cliche sayings about that but man i was i was just telling someone yesterday like i really miss summer vacation <laughs> like oh for real we had no idea at the time well and then like adulthood is just the biggest ripoff like i think we always talk about this but it's just the biggest ripoff because when you're a child it looks so glamorous like you can do all the things you want to do and nobody's here to tell you anything and then as you reach adulthood you're just sitting here like Man, I wish there was an adultier adult to tell me what to do, right? Like, I am done making decisions. I'm done having people count on me, like, all this responsibility. And you're like, that is just not, it's not how it's portrayed in your childhood, right? Like, Seth the other day was like, Mom, I just want to be the boss for one day. Just for one day. And I was like, no, you don't. You really don't. Like, I promise you. <laughs> I mean, one day. One day would be fine, but someday you're going to have to do it and you will have to make every decision and you can talk to your friends about it and they will support you and, you know, they'll give you an honest opinion, but man, most of them have probably not been through the same exact scenario and can give you the answer, right? You just got to figure right. it out. Well, and most of that is real, right? Like you're just figuring it out and like sometimes you do that well and you do that with grace and then other times you're like, Oh, dang. I really handled that horribly, right? Like, and it's rough. You're like, dang. Right. 
Okay, what's yours? And then we'll transition nicely into our hardest moments. All right. So it, it was a, I can't even remember if we had Starbucks, but it was definitely at Fireman's Park. Um, but it was, and you will probably have more of a, a better memory of this, but um, we kind of had a, a really tough night um, where we weren't really sure if our friendship should be more, right? And right. Um, I, I think your, your response was something like, well, why can't you love me the way I love you or something? And, you know, looking back, I knew at that time was because I was gay, but I wasn't right. ready to come out. And like looking back now, I'm like, man, that had to be so hard for her to, to see me as like her best friend and like there for her, but then not be able to like just come forward and tell her like why I don't have the same exact like level of feelings, right? Um, that, I wouldn't say it's a regret, right? Because right. At, the, at the time I knew I wasn't ready to like have that conversation, um, right. but I would file that under like a really intense bonding moment because, you know, we, we were bonding um, even though I wasn't able to have the full-on conversation, um, but also one of the hardest moments because it was hard to see you hurt like that, um, but being uncomfortable to make the situation right. Well, and I don't know if at that time you telling me would have ever like changed how I felt about it. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think you telling me would have affected the way I felt about you. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, I like I still love you so much dude like so much and so even at that time like if you would have told me I think I would have like you're right that I would have been like oh okay like I understand like our relationship from your perspective but like I don't think it would have changed how I felt about you But I, I would list that. that up there as right. as one of our probably one of our hardest moments. And then I think that that moment like affected our relationship for probably a good two or three years after that. It did for sure. Yeah, like I want to say uh, it did for for and and not so much. I don't even know if it like I don't want to say negatively because I don't think it did but I think that moment like coupled with the fact that you did come out affected our relationship like it left us in like a weird place where like what is this right like because I think I also think that has a lot to do with like being really young right because like being really young you don't think that like men and women can have friendships like we have. Right. right. And so like now as an adult, I know that it is perfectly acceptable that I love the crap out of you and that our relationships just not like that. But like there's nothing wrong with our relationship. Right. Like our relationship doesn't need to be anything more or anything less than exactly what it is. But like young adulthood, like I don't think you know that. Oh, definitely Versus, not. Like, and societal, right. you know, standards or expectations are like, oh, if you're this close to someone, then 
obviously you're meant to be together and right you know, go from there and there's not someone having those conversations with us of like yeah you can be like best friends and like love on your best friend and you know it doesn't have to be anything more than that right well and then sexuality at that time is also so weird right like and like I feel like now we're like talking about it a lot more than we are when we were young, oh, a, right? Like we weren't a younger age that. too. Right. Like, and we like weren't talking about that. And so there was really no like avenue to like deal with that. Right. And so it just left both of us sitting at the park, right? Like with feelings that like didn't make sense and like a whole lot of hurt that we weren't talking about. And then I want to say after that, we like remain friends, just, like pretty good friends for a while. And then you went off to college and I got married and I feel like we didn't talk for a long time. At least not like frequently, like every once in a while, like one of us would reach out and we would like catch up on each other's lives and then like not talk for a long time. Right. And that was uh, honestly, um, I think most of that is on me because you um, have always been, well, I don't want to give away future topics here, but um, you've always been really good about like reaching out and checking on your friends. And I um, have not always been that person right? And still not. I still have to try to be very intentional on reaching out and checking in and, you know, making mental notes of what's going on in friends' lives to, to make sure that I'm kind of staying in the loop and then, you know, showing that I care. Um, and I think I let just the busyness of school and work and, you know, now finding or starting a relationship with my now husband um, kind of interfere with you know, those periodic check-ins um, to see no, how you're and doing. I don't think it's all you because I think at that point we were in like very, very different like stages in our lives, right? Like I was like married and I don't think I had a kid yet. Well, I did. I had a kid for part of that. And like we were just in like very different stages of our lives and it was hard to like be able to reconcile that, I think. Cause like we would call and we would talk, but like, it's definitely not what it was at Fireman's Park and it's definitely not what it is now, right? Like, and I think that that is normal. Like, I think all friendships like go through phases like that where you're like, I still care about you, but like, we have no common ground, right? And right. I, I think we both weren't as like intentional as we should have been then because like now you and I still have very different lives but I feel like we are way more like you are important to me so I will make the effort and back then I don't think we maybe also I got cancer and then that made things like very real right but um I just don't I think we were always like oh well we're busy and there will be time later right Oh, she'll be there. She's doing fine. Everything's good. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but this kind of goes with one of our bonding moments. The first time my mom met you, you had come to one of my choir concerts. 
and she was standing behind you and you were like, isn't she just wonderful? And my mom was like, yeah, I love Christopher. I loved him from that very moment. I knew that you guys were going to be friends forever. So to me, that is one of my favorite memories. And it's not even mine. It's my mom's. And it was because you came to one of my choir concerts. I think we were at the Elks Club or whatever, and we were singing and you showed up and my mom was like, nah, I love Christopher. Christopher and you have just loved each other since the sixth grade. And I'm like, no, that, I think that was seventh grade, but pretty much. And so that's one of my favorite like memories that like, it's not even mine, but is of our relationship. I do love that. Yeah, I'm like, aw. But, and then I wanna say that besides our define the relationship moments, we haven't had any super hard moments like i mean i feel like we've always been like pretty supportive definitely yeah i i would say we haven't had like a knockdown drag out like argument or fight in our friendship oh never i don't think we have ever like got like angry angry with one another no I'm going to give you credit for that because I don't think that's me. Like I tend to have a hotter temper than you do. So I think I'm going to give you credit for that because I'm like, oh, I could see me like getting mad and like yelling, but like we just never have, like we never, we've always just been like, well, all right. Like, so I'm going to like pair that back up with like you and Gary having similar, similar personalities. Um, because he is also, he runs a little hot sometimes, um, right. but I will, I shut down. I'm like, no, I'm not having this argument. Like come back to me in 15 minutes, right? Um, right. But I don't, I don't think we've even had those moments where I've like gone into my like internal dialogue of like considering what to say or friendships, whatever. Um, I don't think we've really had any of those moments. Um, right. But I would also credit with you with being the better communicator, right? Wanting to actually discuss if there's an issue or um, even if it's not an issue with us and our friendship, like, you know, talking about uh, you know, life's going on. Um, right. Like you're, you're better at opening those doors of communication and wanting to kind of hash it out verbally and not say like, well, we're done being friends, right? That, that's right. not your style. Well, I'm also a verbal processor. Like I need to talk it out. And so to me, that is just like, we will get nowhere if we don't talk about it, right? Like we, or like how many misconceptions there are, right? Like you assume that somebody feels like a certain way and you can be completely wrong about that. And so it's always good to like, I don't know, talk about it, right? Like this, these are my feelings towards this or whatever. Um, But I don't know. I feel like you and I have never really like, I've never gotten mad at you where I'm like, oh, I'm so mad at him. Stupid, bad decisions. Like it's just (laughs) never, I think both of us have always been like very considerate of the other person and their feelings, which makes it easy to be friends with you because I know that you like consider that, right? Like you consider me and my feelings towards things, which means like, if you say something that like hurts my feelings, I know that either you didn't intend to hurt my feelings or it's something that I needed to hear, even if it is going to hurt my feelings. Right. 
Okay, now we're going to talk about like the secrets behind being friends for so long, which I feel like we've already kind of talked about, but um, being supportive, but like truthful with one another. Like I feel like that's been a really big like part of our friendship is that like, Chris, I am not going to lie to you if I feel like you ain't acting right, but I'm also like, always on your team right like and I feel like you've been the same way and I remember like many conversations where I'm like I'm at I, I am wherever you are right like so if we at this point we're married so it's like if we hate Gary today then we hate Gary today if we love Gary tomorrow then we love Gary tomorrow and I'm on your team right like I'm wherever you're at because I think that's what a good friend is like and like if you're being crazy, I'm going to tell you, well, I think you're being crazy, but I'm still on your team. Absolutely. And I actually file this under like one of the best life lessons that I've ever learned from you. And um, it's, it's like a yes man attitude. Right. Um, and your line is I'm happy if you're happy. Right? right. So let's talk about this. And if you're happy, I'm happy. If you're sad, I'm sad. And right. I'm going to match your feelings and I'm not going to like tell you to, you know, feel or act a, a different way unless that's what you want me to tell you. Right. Um, and I feel like you're also really good at like asking, right? Like, okay, are you venting and you want me to just be the yes man? Like you want me to be happy or you want me to be angry with you? Or do you want me to tell you that you're making a bad decision? Right. Right. <laughs> like, this is where the title of this podcast comes from because that is like my, you come to me with a problem and I'm going to be like, do you want me to lie? Like, do you want me to lie? You being crazy, but do you want me to like agree with you? Cause I will 100% agree with you until I know that you are in a like frame of mind that you can hear otherwise. Right. Like, because that is a sometimes super woman you, talent. Well, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you just need somebody who sees your side and doesn't want to like fix your problems right like sometimes you just need somebody to right like play for your team so i'm always like nah if you need me to play for your team i will play for your team even if i don't agree with you but later we'll talk about this right like later we'll talk about your basically it's like toxic traits right but you're like but we all have them and most of the time we are aware of them and we don't need anyone else telling us about them and so to me i'm like no a good friend is i'm at where you're at so like I said, if we love Gary today, we love Gary today. If we don't like Gary today, we don't like Gary today, right? But I'm always going to be on your team. I love that. And it's a, a skill and talent that I try and kind of pass along, right? Because I feel it, like you're it definitely good. makes a difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the next topic is picking up where you left off, like, and I think you and I, so we probably didn't talk for almost a year. And then I got sick and I was in the hospital for three months. And I was like, oh, I better call Christopher, right? Like I better call Christopher because if I die and I have not even called him to tell him that I was sick, he is going to be so mad at me. Like he's going to be so angry with me. So I remember that I called you and I think the next weekend you and Gary drove 
all the way from Las Vegas to Phoenix, just to sit in my hospital room with me. Like we didn't do anything else. We just sat in my hospital room and like laughed and joked and like talked. And like, I don't think we had seen each other in a year, maybe longer. It might've been longer, but it was definitely a long time. But you know, that's, that's one of those moments where, um, as you say often, you know, you don't want to have any regrets. So, right. um, no, it's okay. Well, we're coming. Right. Right. And I think that trip was so good because I don't know if you really had much bonding time with Gary before that either, but man, you two I'd hit it off him. so good. Yeah. And I think I'd only met him one time and he was not happy with me that time. We had all gone to like Miller's Ale House and I was with another friend and she is one of those people who's like chronically late, like just always late to things. And so we were like 15 minutes late to this and like I could tell that Gary was like not happy with us and like I do not blame him because I am like a chronically early person like I am a like show up on time person and so I'm like no I get it buddy but I also get that I was not driving so like I could not have gotten me there any more on time than I had already gotten me there right like but I remember he was like Gary is not one of those people who like hides his feelings very well right like gary is a like all up front kind of guy and so if he is irritated you know you know he ain't he's not playing right like he does not pretend (laughs) to feel any way that he doesn't feel right and so i'm like oh yeah no he don't like me nope nope that was not good and then but it goes both ways if it's you know irritated or angry but also you know he wears his heart on a sleeve like you know when he loves you and and oh, cares about and you Gary too. is one hundred percent the life of the party. Like Gary is the whole party. Like he is wonderful, and I love him. Like I am so glad you married him because I think he's so good for you. Like he is so good for you. But I don't even think Gary remembers meeting me that time, and I haven't brought it up. So I'm like, no, it's fine. We can just have met in the hospital, even though I know we met before that. I'm positive that you don't remember that because you like reintroduced yourself to me in the hospital. So I am just gonna, we're just gonna pretend that we never met back then, and then like it, it started off fine. So it's well, now he's gonna listen to this and remember that. But yeah. also he's gotten better about understanding people late because he married someone that is habitually late. So you're a chronic late person, Christopher. Unfortunately. I am not. I am a I'm usually a like w- like hurry up to wait kind of person. But I am also married to a chronically late person. Have to have so. balances in life, right? Yeah, right. Like, because if it was up to me, we'd be there an hour and a half early. And if it was up to Andrew, we wouldn't leave the house until five more, five minutes before it's time to be there. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Five minutes before, and it takes 15 minutes to get there. Oh, right. It takes 15 <laughs> minutes to get anywhere from where we live, right? So, yeah, no, we're definitely. Shoes are still like, in the closet. Oh, I'm on my way. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, yep. <laughs> yep. No. Nope. So, and then, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was like, and then I feel like after that, you and I have have made a very conscious effort to like carve out time and to like make sure that we check in and to like make sure that we, because we live like across the country, right? Like it's a seven hour drive. It feels like it for sure. (laughs) Right. 
And so, I mean, it's really not a bad plane ride, but it's, it, it's a pretty long drive. And so like you have to go out of your way to make time for each other. And I feel like at least I know that I have, and I'm pretty sure that you have for the amount of phone calls that I get from you, like make effort to make sure that like we check in and that we like talk about things and like, not even just like, I want to keep you updated on my, on my life and what's going on. But like, I want to emotionally connect with you so that like our friendship stays well, like strong. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, so it's been a little while and I'm pretty sure it was, um, one of those, like, you know, uh, clickbait articles on social media, whatever, but, um, it, it talked about grace periods and friendships and how like, Hey, sometimes friendships get busy, you know, friends get busy, they get married, they get in a relationship, whatever. And you just have to give them a little grace. And, you know, at the, when you do sync up, it's like, there was no time in between, right? Right. Chat and, and pick up where you left off, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate that, you know, especially you giving me so many grace periods because I just fall off the face of the earth sometimes. Um, but, you know, always making sure that you're there and available for those big milestones. Right. Um, really, those are like memories that we'll remember all the way to the end of our lives, right? Right. Um, well, but I do I remember like... when you called me from the hospital, um, and like I've been here 38 days or whatever, and Chris will be so upset if he, you know, finds out from someone else. Um, I, I remember feeling like I never want to have this feeling again that I haven't checked in in so long, right? Like I, I right. need to be more intentional and, and be there for my friend. Right. Well, and I feel like that was like, that was probably our most distant time ever. Just those, like, I want to say like from 20 to like 24, we were busy, right? I, I feel like everybody's busy. I feel like those are the years that you are like hustling, right? Like you are trying to figure out who you are and like what you want out of life and like proving to the world that like you are somebody right like and those are like rough years and I feel like our friendship kind of like got lost in those years but I also feel like Chris like you're my best friend now and I I'm like no I'm so grateful that like we can pick up where we left off like even if it's been three years even if it's been right and like now we're much better and it's like never that long but like it's funny because when I come see you and we sit on your couch we will literally just sit there and talk until the sun goes down and it's 10 o'clock and you're falling asleep on your couch right like and we (laughs) will just sit there and chat about the like weirdest random crap about whatever and like those are some of my best days. Like those are the days that I'm like, I had such a great day just hanging out with my friend, right? Like just talking about nothing, right? And then once I came home um, from visiting you and I was talking to Andrew and like every other sentence, I was like, yeah, Chris and I just talked about that. Yeah, Chris and I just talked about that. And Andrew's like, did you and Chris just sit and talk about all the things? And I'm like, yeah, we did. We just yes, sat and talked yes, about did. all the things. That's all we did. We didn't even turn the TV on. We didn't even turn any music on. We literally sat on his couch and talked about all the things. Okay. Just 
all all the things. Well, and then I want to talk about like friendship before opinion, right? Because I feel like you and I have very differing like political beliefs. We have very different like things that we feel very differently on, right? And this also kind of ties in with like being supportive, right? Like, so you and I feel differently about things, but I would never, I don't know. I would never let that come between me and you being friends. Like I would never let my opinion on a politician or my opinion on like anything like social media wise or anything like that ever come between like you and I being friends. And like, to me, it's in, like, it's very intentional. Right. And so like, Chris, I celebrate with you when you celebrate, even if that's not something that like, I personally would have wanted, like when, like, not that I think Biden's a bad president, because I just really don't care. But like, when he won, I celebrated because I knew how happy you were. Right. And like, you need to celebrate for your friends and you need to celebrate with your friends when they're happy, even like, if it's not something that maybe you agree with, like, I'm like, no, I'm going to celebrate because I know how hard you and Gary worked for that. And I know like how much that means to you when it's something that like, doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Right. And so I'm like, no, like you need to put your friendships before your opinions of things. hundred percent. And you know, that, thank you. I, I love that. Um, but that's also uncomfortable conversations too. I mean, kind of going right. back to, um, you know, if I'm happy, you're happy. Well, right. like, no, tell me, you know, don't just match my my level, but like, tell me what's going on or what I'm doing wrong or, or you know, what I should do. Um, it's having those uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations as well. Like, right. no, you, you messed up. You need to go apologize or like, no, you should be happy for them. Right. Like you need right. to check yourself. Um, excuse me. Um, no, I'd agree with that. No, we're all going to have different opinion, opinions in one way or the other, but putting right. the friendship first, matching that level of enthusiasm or happiness or angst right. or anger, um, but then also being able to have the conversation of, no, you know, consider this other viewpoint. Right. Well, and I think both of us are very good at like, you and I can have conversations about things that we do not agree on, right? Like we can have, like, it's not even that we don't talk about it. It's not that we don't talk about politics. It's not that we don't talk about those things because we do talk about them and we can agree to disagree on them, right? And we can agree that like, we are going to, continue to feel differently about this but like I've heard you right like and to me that's important right like I'm like I I want you to know that I hear you like that when you speak to me that I hear you and so I'm like no you gotta like put your friendship before your opinion and that means that you listen to their side versus like I feel like we are a society that listens to respond rather than listen to like understand that person's viewpoint. And so for me, I'm like, no, I need to make sure that I am listening to hear him. Absolutely. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of situations where we're polar opposites either. 
I feel like one of the things that we're good about is having a conversation and kind of drilling down on um, what we know and how we feel and those being two separate things, right? Um, because sometimes how we feel doesn't actually match up with our knowledge of something. Right. Um, but we share that knowledge with each other and we share our opinions and feelings of that and kind of break out. Some of them are big, complex things like political, you know, there's, right. there's no such thing as a small political issue. Um, but we drill down on the specifics and we're really good at finding common ground. Right. Well, and you're also, you get to a point where like, Chris, that stuff doesn't matter as much as you matter right? Like that stuff doesn't matter as much as you matter. And so to me, I'm always like, I want to celebrate your victories. Like I remember when um, like gay marriage like became legal and how excited I was for you, right? Like I was so excited. And at that time I was like attending church regularly and like all those things. And I remember like when that happened, I was so excited and I was in a room full of people that like were not excited about that. But I was like, no, I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about that for my friend because he deserves that. Like he deserves that. And so for me, I'm like, no, nah. like it's always been about like, I want to celebrate with you when you celebrate, right? Like I want to be sad for you when you're sad. I want like those things. And I don't want like nothing else in the world is big enough to make that not matter right? Like, because in the end, Chris, like, guess what? Four years from now, eight years from now, we're going to get a new president. Four years from now, well, two years from now, or whenever, because senators last forever and ever, like, new people will come <laughs> in and new, right? Like, a new, like, we're going to have new battles to fight, right? Like, the things that we're concerned about now, we might not be concerned about 10 years from now, and we're going to have a whole host of other problems that we're having to deal with 10 years from now, right? And in the end, all that stuff is going to go away, and, like, I want to know that, like, I was a good friend because I can get as upset as I want about all those things, but they're it's not like I can vote and I can do my part. But besides that, there's not a lot you can do about them. But guess what? I can be a really good friend, right? Like I can be a really good friend and I can make a difference for the like five people that I let in my life, right? Like versus I'm going to hurt other people because I don't agree with them. Right. I love that so much that that you have that stance because it really does help, um, you know, to have someone that's supportive of you and how you feel, um, even when the values or feelings might not match up. Right. Well, and I feel like a lot of it is people just need to get over themselves, but that's a, that's a whole, it's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother topic of conversation. But, next season. <laughs> and next season we'll talk about, no, I, I don't think we'll ever do. I don't think we'll ever do a political podcast. That's just asking for trouble. It's like, now nah, that's is. a trap people. That is a trap. You, there are always going to be people who don't agree with you. Right. Like, and, and like, let's be real. Haters going to hate. All right. But well, and then I think we've already talked about like being intentional, but I feel like that, honestly, if you want to have a long friend, like a long-term friendship with somebody, like that's what you have to do. Like you have to make time because time, like Christopher, our lives are always busy. 
right? Like you're always gonna have a million and one things that you could be doing, right? And it's so easy to like get lost in that. And so if you don't set aside time, you'll never find it. Like it, it you'll just, it won't happen. You know, and I think that um, if pandemic has shown us anything, it's that our virtual communication tools um, really help with staying in touch, right? So right. You know, setting aside 30 minutes or an hour and, hey, you want to have coffee and sit there and video chat and, and catch up on our, you know, lives and what's going on in the world around us. Um, right. Something as easy as that just it feels so important um of course in-person visits are always more fun um, right but we'll get back to those right and we will well and like i think when i moved up to wyoming i knew that like i was leaving a lot behind right like i basically grew up in kingman and so i knew that i was like leaving a lot behind but I remember, I can't even remember who asked me, but somebody asked me like, are you scared that you're going to lose your friends? And I'm like, at this point, I had already been in the hospital for about a year. So I was like, I have lost everybody that I'm going to lose, right? Like I have already lost everybody I'm going to lose. And I'm going to take with me the people that like, no matter where they are, right? Like no matter where you live, I will make time for you. Like no matter where like that doesn't it like no longer matters right like distance is not something that like affects relationships as much anymore right like because I'm like no all you got to do is like pick up the phone all you have to do is like shoot a text message right like just to like check on the other person right yeah I, I do feel very fortunate to live in a, a big travel hub uh, city like Las Vegas because um it's really nice when you are planning your trips that you're able to stay a night or two and, and hang out and we can catch up. Yeah. Um, oh no. Your house is always, always on the stop. Oh yeah. No, your house is like always the stop. Like, cause like, I feel like Christina and I have also been friends for about as long as you and I have been friends. And like, she is more like, let's go do stuff. Let's go do stuff. Let's go do stuff. Right. And so for me, I'm always like, well, I'll come to Vegas because if I come to Vegas, that means that I get to spend two nights at Christopher's house before you come, like before you and I go do something. Right. Or like we are, um, I think I told you we're making, like, we're planning a trip to go see my dad for Memorial day. And, um, my brother Alex like might not have a ride to be able to get there and I was like that's fine if you don't have a ride we'll just come through Vegas and I'll like come pick you up and I'm like yep and if I go through Vegas I get to stop and see Christopher maybe we'll go to the egg and I like it's definitely like right you are definitely I'm like oh no I'm gonna carve out a couple of days like just so that I can see my friend and it's always a highlight for me but good I'm like, I, it's not even just, I like your, your guest bed, which I mean, it is very comfortable, but I'm like, nope, I'm going to go hang out with Christopher and Gary and we're going to eat some weird food and sit and talk about all the things. Sorry, my dog's all thinking somebody's here, but all right, well, we probably better wrap it up. I think we're about uh, an hour into this. So thank you guys so much for joining me on the Do You Want Me to Lie podcast. We will see you next time. Do you want me to lie?